I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. And look, are you caught up on The Chosen? Did you finish season three? Because season four is coming out pretty soon, so you better get ready. And if you really want to dive in uh, and, and enjoy just this wonderful look back at the life of Christ and the the followers, which is really what the chosen is about. Um, there's uh, another thing you need to know about if you don't already, and even if you do, you'll you'll enjoy this. And that is the the book series by Jerry Jenkins, father of uh, Dallas Jenkins, who is the producer of the series. The latest one is called The Chosen, and I will give you rest. It's novel number three by Jerry Jenkins, uh, and just I I love this kind of thing. And yes, it is a fictionalization of characters. But at the core, it's it's the context and the message of Christ that's that's through it. And I love the I love the technique. It make, makes it easy to read, fun to read, and and letting our imagination go in a healthy direction. Uh, I think is is great. So love these, Jerry. Welcome back to Life Today Live. Great to have you. Thanks, Randy. Always good to be with you. All right. I hope I didn't lay out too much of it. But tell us where you're going in book three of the Chosen series. Yeah, this is the one that that uh, you know accompanies season three. And um, it's, you know, the, the major thing, I think, in this story is is uh, basically Simon Peter and and Eden's trauma. Uh, they've lost a child that she miscarried. And uh, both of them are really upset and questioning why it is that Jesus, the, the God-man, can heal other people and heals and even brings somebody back from the dead, mm-hmm. but doesn't seem to to do anything about their loss. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough lesson. It's a hard lesson for all of us. Um, but basically, Jesus is saying to them, um, he has his reasons, and, and God is sovereign, and they need to rest in him. Uh, besides that, there's the message of, of Sabbath rest, you know, just taking a break. Uh, we, we learn from this story that Jesus takes breaks and uh, something the church has not been really good at, I think, over the last several decades is is really, you know, we're all type A personalities and, and overachievers and mm-hmm. busy, busy. And we feel like we're slacking when we take a day off, but we really need to to refuel. Yeah. Oh, well, now you're, my dad will tell you probably, maybe, maybe he has because he's told a lot of people that one of his greatest regrets was the way he ran so hard for so many years back in the 70s and into the 80s. Um, he was gone most of my childhood. And he, mm. that, he, he has said to me many times and said publicly, that's why I can say it, you know, he wished he had spent more time at home with the family. And a day of rest is a wonderful opportunity to do that. So it's very interesting that you point that out. All right, so let's, let's get into this. I know you probably get tired of this conversation, but for people who are new to this, I, I think it's worth discussing, which is the aspect of Simon Peter and, and Eden and, and this fictional account uh, that you put in the factual lessons that Jesus was teaching. Uh, so it's, it's, it's application of truth, but the application is not scripture, right? How do you, how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a tricky one. And uh, this is really, I think, the genius of Dallas's creation and his co-writers. 
um, they take a literary license and they say, we're not, we don't want to violate scripture or the, obviously, or the, the intent of scripture. Mm -hmm. And the goal of these books and the, and the TV series is not to replace scripture, but to get people back into the scripture and, and to get them, you know, a, a renewed faith, get them to know Jesus and love him more. And so they take literary license and they, they use what they call plausible imagination. And they say, when we get to the miracles or to the to the sermons that are clearly recorded in Scripture, those are going to be almost word for word and reenacted the way they are from Scripture. But let's look at what might have led to that. Mm -hmm. Let's invent a wife for uh, Peter and give her a name and give her a trauma and have them have real uh, honest interactions with each other the way a married couple would. Mm -hmm. um, they have their ups and downs. Um, and, and I think it works. I mean, uh, they get a little criticism. People say, why don't you just stick with the Bible? Well, we, we've seen movies and and film um, and TV shows that are supposed recreations of Scripture. And we have a Jesus who is ethereal and the God person. And he seems to be above it all and aloof and hard to identify with making pronouncements, walking around and marching around with his hands on his lapels, basically, <laughs> speaking King James English. Right. right. Dallas says, look, these were regular people, and he's he's the God-man. Yes, he's perfect. He, he won't sin. But wouldn't he have a sense of humor? Wouldn't he be a regular guy? Wouldn't he tease his friends and, and engage them in, in conversation? And so that's what people are responding to. I mean, it's you know, there's half a billion views now in every country in the world, and it's going to be eventually in 600 languages. People are identifying with this and saying, wow, this is a Jesus I can relate to, and it doesn't detract at all from his divinity. Yeah. I, and you know what? That's what I, I like about it. Uh, it's why I can enjoy the series, uh, whether it's the books or the television show, because it's not like, well, you know, n the movie about Noah, you know, or Moses, where, where you're like, you know the scripture and you're like, wait a minute, that's totally not what happened or not, you know, uh, or like the last temptation of Christ where Jesus is having an affair or something. I mean, yeah, you get you get into the stuff that you're like so far from scripture that it, it is offensive. Right. But I don't get that in The Chosen at all. And, and what I do get is that sense of of realism that, you know, had to be the case. Whereas, like you say, the church, sometimes we've we've made this super spiritual kind of religious built this this kind of imagery around a lot of the scripture when in fact it was very relatable and i know that's the word you hear i relate i relate to this do you relate to this jerry yeah i really do in fact you know i i realized that having been raised in the church as you were and you know learned every bible story and heard every sermon uh, i sort of pictured the disciples all sort of looking alike they were stained glass window figures or they were statues or they, but old men with gray beards and again <laughs> right. everywhere right. and and really they were young men they were fishermen there was a tax collector there were all kinds of different you know uh, vocations but they were regular people and and i could i can now identify with them. in fact when i read the new testament now i'm seeing some of these characters in my mind when they yeah. talk about the different you know it used to be you know bartholomew and matthew and and uh, nathaniel and you just think well which is which, and, and you know, are they really ind independent people? Mm -hmm. Now, because of this plausible imagination, and we can say, 
here are some things we know that they squabbled over who's going to be first in the kingdom and who's Jesus's favorite and that type of thing. How might that have played out? Some of these conversations are there. And the fun I get as a novelist is to even go further and, and give their inner monologue and their, their motivations and what are they thinking about. And plus, I'm hearing also from readers who say, you know, I saw this on the on the TV screen, but I missed this part or I didn't quite understand that part. And, and the book, uh, the novels help, help make that clear to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know. The, the books were always better than the movies, Jerry. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the you want the real experience, you got to get the books. Now, uh, okay, I'm curious though about one thing personally because I, I don't, maybe you 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 are mature enough in in the faith that it doesn't bother you. But does any of the criticism do you do you just get tired of it? Do you ignore it? Does any of it sting? Because I know it's out there. You know, I, I've learned a lot about this from both Dr. LaHaye. You know, he's been gone now for seven years, but um, I found that I was very defensive of him. When we got criticized for Left Behind, uh, it didn't bother me so much. I knew, you know, what I had to do and I wanted to stay at the task. But when people would criticize Dr. LaHaye, they might say he's in it for the money or something. And I knew better. I knew who he was. And so I would get defensive and defend him. With Dallas, he, he really doesn't care. About the criticism, and and he, he likes to to put it out on Facebook just so that the fans can can shoot at the person who's criticizing. <laughs> but in talking to him personally about this, he said, "You know, Dad, I've got a task to do. If I tried to please everybody, I'd never get anything done. Right. I'm going to keep doing what I was called to do, and and let people say what they want. If they don't like it, don't watch it. We've got millions of people who love it, so we just stay at it." Yeah. Well, and I think. I mean, you know, you you can look back from years from now, or even a little bit, I think now, and, and go, what is what is the fruit of of this work, uh, and does it does it point to Christ? Does it edify God? Is is it consistent with the message of Scripture? And man, I got to tell you, what what I'm seeing, and it's it's wild because I've interviewed some of the actors, and you know, they have a wide view of beliefs. Some of them aren't really as in line with scripture on their personal beliefs, but you go, okay, God's doing what God's always done, what he did with the 12. He, he is using imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. And it's fun to watch. Yeah. And that's, that's an important issue that you brought up. Um, you know, a lot of people think that since this is a Christian, you know, show that all these people were hired from some church or, or a few churches and, and uh, Dallas said, the, the key is, I am the arbiter of content. So he, he's saying, uh, it's, it's going to be biblical, it's going to be evangelical, it's going to be orthodox. The actors and the crew are the best in the world. Hmm. We they, they cast them in Hollywood. They cast them locally when they're shooting in Utah or in, or in Texas. They want Middle Eastern looks. They want guys that know how, they're do, how to do it. And so really only a handful of the cast and crew would be considered evangelical believers. Yeah. Now there's some wonderful ones. They're very outspoken and they're very articulate, but some of the better actors and, and everything there um, are just seekers. And Dallas makes this point. He said, the, the, the set is as much of a mission field as the screen. Yeah, it is. So he's trying to, he and his wife are trying to model Christ. And of course the other Christian actors are too. And we've had, we've seen several people, and you know, more than a handful, 
come to Dallas and say, you know, I went to church today for the first time in my life mm. and I got it. I'm mm. now a believer. I'm following Jesus. Mm. And and one of the guys, I just saw him recently at ChosenCon, it's been a year and he's growing in his faith and it's it's exciting. And, and some of the others, whenever I visit the set, these actors, they all think they're being unique, but they pull me off to the side and say, this is the best set I've ever been on. I feel honored. I feel trusted. And they say, um, you know, to have a, a creator and producer and director who really believes this stuff, we can tell he believes it. And so we're moved by that. And, and the emotional scenes, they're moved too, even though they may not be believers yet. So yeah. there are things, miraculous things happening on this set. Okay. You, you used a phrase there. And I think this is the attitude we should all have. Um, they may not be believers yet. Right. And, and I, some of the criticism I've heard that, that makes me want to say unkind things publicly on social media, but I don't <laughs> because, you know, when you argue with a fool, the rest of the world just sees two fools arguing. Right. But it's, it's the ones that don't have that attitude of, oh, well, I found, uh, I found an imperfection in a cast member or crew member. Uh, yeah. They must not be believers. Well, if, if that's the attitude, that's not a Christ attitude. They may not be believers yet is really the attitude because then you're, the way you handle them, the way you treat them and your motivation is to love them into the kingdom instead of kicking them out for not already being in the kingdom. And I just, I, I love the spirit of the, the set uh, and the production. And the set itself is phenomenal. I hadn't been down there in, I guess, about a year Um How's that thing looking? You've been down there recently? In Texas? I have. Yeah, it's just incredible. That's that's a $50 million set, and it looks just like uh, Capernaum. And, uh, and it's got all, you know, of course, all the other locations. They do most of the Jerusalem shooting in Utah on, the, on a different set, but the other ones are, are in Texas. And Dallas has moved his family down there because he didn't want to be away from home so much. Mm. And uh, so he's just within a few minutes of the set. But it is gorgeous, and it, uh, it it really takes you back to to first century. Did they finish the indoor sets with the big dome thing? I think they have. They've they've got well. In fact, they're they're doing another soundstage too. Really? Because uh, they're doing lots of in, inside scenes. So, um, you know, that, that's been the amazing thing. You know, the the pilot for this was shot in a quarry in Illinois on on a friend's farm. <laughs> and I was down in, in Texas recently. I saw a lineup, there were probably 11 or 12 of these 18-wheelers that have all kinds of equipment and stuff on them. And Dallas said, Dad, you know, one of those 18-wheelers costs more than we paid for the for the pilot of this show. Uh, it's just, it's just. Well, I think they used Lake Worth for the Sea of Galilee in, in the first season, too, which for us locals around here is quite the funny thing. But uh -huh. you know what? That's the beauty of someone who knows what to do with the camera in their hands uh, right. and, and, and can create something it's special all right this is the book we're talking about the chosen and i will give you rest it's novel three by jerry jenkins it is available now wherever you get books and you know what you want a great christmas uh gift for someone who whether they appreciate scripture or not or maybe they're exploring um pick up novels one two and three and put them under the christmas tree uh, and it's a great way to draw someone into the scriptures. It's not scripture, as Jerry said, but it's a very relatable uh, way to explore 
Uh, who is Christ? What did he do? What does it mean to me today? Uh, and then, of course, season four is coming. Uh, and you can go to uh, the website for The Chosen, which is, what is it? The Chosen, I can't read that, dot .tv? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. All right. Got that right. Season four is coming in uh, theaters in 2024. Um, and the whole theater experience is wild. I'm, I have not, well, I didn't realize this. I have not been to a movie theater since COVID, not because I'm afraid, but because I've gotten used to sitting at home and watching series like The Chosen on my TV, right? Um, but, I mean, this speaks to the success and the impact that it's having, uh, especially overseas where theaters are much more of a gathering point, I think, these days. Um, what, are you, what are you doing for season four now, Jerry? Which, what are you gearing up to do? Well, I have actually finished the novel for season four already based wow. on this. Yeah. So I know what's coming and it's going to be spectacular. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing, Randy, when, when uh, the, the Chosen came to the theaters here a uh, year, year or so ago, Diana and I, of course, went and, and uh, I'm sitting next to a stranger. And when Dallas came on the screen, I turned to this guy. I couldn't help myself. And I said, uh, not to brag, which, of course, is exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I said, but that's our that's our son. And he said, no expletive, you know, <laughs> there's a pure testimony right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, great I, I think that's what we're seeing all literally all over the world are it's people who they're not going to church every Sunday, but they'll go to a movie or they'll watch the show and it'll change their lives. I mean, I bet you've heard some really wild and fabulous testimonies. We really have. And, and I love when Dallas comes on uh, like a Facebook feature or something and reads a, stor a story from somebody internationally. I mean, there was one he read recently from a woman in China. She said she was the only one in the room who knew who knew um, English. So she would listen to it in English and then interpret it for her family. Wow. And she said, even though they didn't understand the words, they were weeping. They were seeking. I mean, there's just incredible stories all over the place. I love it. And, and again, let, let, just pocket your criticisms for now. Uh, let it play out and see what the fruit is. I think you'll see that it's really good uh, because it's Dallas and Jerry both do. Christ is at the center, you know, and it we're do, we want people to know who this man, this God, this man was and what he did for us. And so it, it's just going to get better. And so all of you that love it, I know you know this. So keep supporting it uh, with your time, with your dollars, with your conversations that you have with other people. Um, and you, I, I just I don't think you'll go wrong. I think it's all good. All right. Your personal website uh, I was looking, looking at, which I do. You, uh, let me see if I can get the buttons right. All right. Here's, here's Jerry Jenkins' personal website. It's jerryjenkins.com. It still says, let me help you write your book. Do you have time to help other people write their books? <laughs> Believe it or not, I do. And I <laughs> feel it's a, it's a real privilege. I, you know, I've been so blessed in this career. Um, it's been, this is my 50th anniversary of my first book, and I'm, I'm working on my 210th book. My and I just feel obligated to, to pay it forward. Love to do that. And I've got things for people who want to write everything from free daily tips and blogs and things like that up to courses you can buy if you want to do that. And, um, and I've got about 2000 online students. So, um, I'm, I'm busy all the time. 
Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know how you get it all done. And if somebody out there is a, you're a budding author, you you're working on it. Maybe you're a frustrated one, like some of us are. Um, there's some good information for you. So, you, one of the most successful, one of the best writers is saying, "Hey, I can help you." And that's at JerryJenkins.com. All right, man. This such a, a great conversation. I love catching up with you. Is there anything you want to you want to add and let people know before I let you go? Well, just thanks to you, Randy. You always make it easy. I can tell you've done this before and uh, appreciate your audience and uh, and what you're doing there. Uh, and I appreciate the audience as well. You guys out there make this worth it. Uh, love your comments. You're nice ones. If you're mean, I'm just going to delete it. Don't, don't, don't waste your time. I'll just tell you that up front. Hit that share button. Let other people know, especially, you know, you, you your chosen lovers and that you know who they are and you're probably one of them uh, and if you haven't liked followed or subscribed i would invite you to do that now uh, and you can get notifications and more good interviews like this and have a great one we'll see you again next time here on life today live